Can I kind of make a point about something? Just yes, completely irrelevant. Maybe only Tyler would care about it. But I'm seeing. I was seeing my man Mike Harmon brag about like some December numbers that they got from Fox Sports Radio. But they did like one week of shows in December. I mean, Arnie did their show for like the whole month. If if you're sitting here bragging about, man, we did a great shows the week of December or whatever I was on vacation, I wouldn't be bragging about that. Like, no, they need me. But to each their own, I guess. Positivity is positivity, right? Who am I to s all over it? Correct. This hour is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years, y'all. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the work in the roofing industry. Boy, we are really going to be inundated, y'all, with some non-stop Tom Brady talk. Just preparing you now. I know that I, I was a little guilty of it in big story number four today. But last night was when Tom Brady's Let's Go podcast with him, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray was officially aired. So we got a little bit more from him on his future. I Again, I, I played the cut that'll be making the rounds. So he was asked if he wanted a farewell tour. I thought this was pretty good. I think that would be distracting for me. My, my enjoyment comes from not a recognition of kind of what I've accomplished as a player in the league. My enjoyment comes from the competition. So more so than anything, even yesterday, I was thinking about competing. I was thinking about, you know, this whole year about competing. I wasn't thinking about anything other than that. So when the time comes to think about post-career and second career, I'll think about those things. And, and um, you know, it's just when you're 44, I guess you get asked about that a lot. And then, which by the way, no, at, at 44, you don't get asked about that in any other industry but professional sports, Tom. Let's just pause right there, mister. I don't have anyone coming in here. Whenever I'm 46, like, probably thinking about retirement. No, I, I'm 46. You ready to hang it up, dog? Yeah, if you're you feeling good about hanging things up right now, no. Um, One more. You know, every year I just have to make sure that I am have the ability to commit to what the team really needs. And that's, uh, that's really important to me. The team doesn't deserve anything less than my best. And if I feel like I'm not committed to that or I can't play at a championship level, then you got to give someone else a chance to play. You know, we'll see. You know, again, there's a long time between now and the start of next football season. And, you know, I've got to really figure those things out, which is probably natural for anyone. Maybe. Maybe. Both Rodgers and Brady will play next season. Oh, you've done a 180 on me. Look at you. Now, according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Here, we're hitting this real quick. Then we get a couple of recruiting notes. I don't think Rodgers is going to be done for four more years. All right. Then does he play with the Packers next year? Yes. I've been staunch on that for a while. As Aaron Rodgers, according to Mike Florio, as Aaron Rodgers has said he'll figure things out before the start of free agency, which isn't until March, right? The first week in March. He technically won't be a free agent because he didn't demand that in his new contract. Nothing stops him from asking to be traded. That request will need to come quickly so that Rodgers can find a landing spot before a team for which he'd like to play makes other plans. There's an easy way to end it all immediately. If the Packers want to keep him, they need to offer him a major contract that fully guarantees at least two years of compensation or beyond. 
at top of the market price. And I think they I will. I think they will. Rodgers currently gets paid as much as Jared Goff. If the Packers were to offer, say, a two-year, $100 million contract, how could Aaron Rodgers say no? Well, I don't know that he's getting that. I could help you out, Aaron. Two years, $100 million. Way to go, but, Packers. You know, Mahomes is about to be making, I guess, $50 million a year. So There's a great read. Speaking of how everyone's like, oh, you need a quarterback on a rookie deal to be successful, blah, blah, blah. There's a great read at Spot, uh, Spot, Spot Rack, Spot Track, yeah. whichever way you want to look at it, uh, about how the Chiefs are doing this. And it's really impressive because there's some smart things that – why do I keep space? The big money doesn't hit on Mahomes' contract until several years down the road. But what's your GM's name? I keep wanting to say Chris Ballard, but that's he's in Indianapolis, the, the Chiefs GM. They've done a really good job at staggering some of their contracts and, and kind of what they've done with Chris Jones as compared to what they've done with Tyron Matthew. Uh, Matthew uh, who? Tyron Matthew. Brett Veach has done an incredible job. Good Google. Thank you. Veach. Um, been a, been a minute since I've thought about his name. I think that that's a byproduct of a great GM, right? Whenever it's just so smooth that it's never like, oh, what's so-and-so going to do to fix this or fix that? Guess what their problem was? The problem was defensive, or excuse me, offensive line last year. What they do? They went out and fixed it. And guess what their problem was last year? Two years ago, defense. Went out and fixed it. Anyway, I'm all in on the NFL. Oh, is that breaking? This is breaking. Shouldn't shock anyone. The ESPN.com USA Softball Collegiate Preseason Top 25 uh, announced. Oklahoma, unanimous number one. I'm cool with that. All 25 first place votes, Plank. Well, again, I've got to get in touch with Patty. She needs to come in here and do a – a, a preview with us at some point in Are studio. you a softball voter? No. You should be. You should apply for no. it. No. Well, I'll tell you what. We're, we're, is this the poll that has Oklahoma State number two? I would openly laugh at that. Bama was two. UCLA okay. third. Oklahoma State four. Florida five. I, I appreciate this preseason love for Oklahoma State. Uh, and it's and it's awesome. But they, um, they got some questions, yo. And I think they got a big transfer from Texas who took two years off. So I think everyone's kind of losing their mind about Miranda Ellish, and I'm not. So I I think they're like a top 20 team, but four or five, we'll see. Look at the Shockers checking in at 25. Wichita State. A lot of Patty Gasso uh, branches of the coaching tree in that top 25. So we told you Oklahoma State is four. Right. Texas is eight. In this ranking, and let's see. I think beyond that, the only other Big 12 team that's in the receiving votes category is Baylor. They all have pitching problems. They all have pitch. And, and if you're like, oh, but so-and-so had a great offseason. Great. Let's see what she does against Alo Hansen, Jennings, Coleman. You know, it's just it's a murderer's row for Oklahoma as a lineup. But – 625 points for the Sooners. UCLA is going to be really good this year, but you know their star is gone. Uh, I, I, I like Janae Jefferson enters her 86th year of eligibility for Texas, so there's some issues there. Washington's going to be back. 
It's going to be a fun year. We are, you realize, we're like less than three weeks away from the opener. You know, it's this Thursday, next Thursday, and then. Giddy up, here we go. We start the season. Arkansas, number nine. That's good. That's good. Arizona, a little ways down. They're 11. New head coach, new Mike, Mike Andrea retires. Michigan yeah. uh, has been a look, face of late. By the way, look look at the number of SEC teams, too, when you start thinking about where Oklahoma is going. Right there. And and I also here's one thing that I and I hate to be a hater. I really do. But I don't think that anyone truly does the off season work they need to for these preseason polls. I think a lot of the people that are USA or that are softball voters are literally they just want to be able to say they vote in a preseason poll. I don't think they do though. And they cover other sports. They don't have the Eric Lopez's of the world and people like that cover this nonstop. Because half those teams in the top 25 aren't going to finish the season in the top 25. Eight. Eight, yeah. Eight SEC schools in the top 25. And it would be 10 if Oklahoma and Texas were in the league right now. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, softball getting here slowly but surely. Patty's going to join us at some point coming up this week. But there you have it. Preseason ESPN softball pulls out. Sooners will be a unanimous preseason number one, which I think they were in 17 as well. Probably should have been in 18. Probably should have been in, in, in 19. But again, is what it is. I don't know how you could justify, with everything Oklahoma returns off a national championship, voting anybody else number one. And I think that's clearly why they're unanimous here. Um, all right. Can, can we, since we're kind of scatter shooting here, we started with a little bit of Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers and the softball poll just broke. Yes, my apologies. No, no, no. I love it. I love it because we'll get to all the NFL stuff in our next segment. And we got the news according to Josh at the bottom of the hour. So we joked last hour as we roll on here in hour three of the Plank Show brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma about the Hall of Fame voting today in Major League Baseball and the fact that it will be released at 3 o'clock our time. Uh, MLB Network will be all over it. I'm sure Teddy and I'm sure Teddy and Tyler are counting down to talk nonstop about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. It's all over my timeline about Barry Bonds. I mean, I, and, and I'm seeing this, and there's some really good points that are being made. Um, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Clemens likely will be out yet again. Jeremy Teche, who covers Major League Baseball for um, Bally Sports Florida, Sent this tweet out. Major League Baseball outlawed steroids in 91. They didn't test for it until 2003. They let these players save their game and then shamed them for PED use as if they or actively didn't turn a blind eye. They erased one of the best eras of Major League Baseball for no reason other than pride and sports writers have helped. I saw that and I was like, Okay, so we're getting a little bit heated here today as far as Major League Baseball and the Hall of Fame conversation. I guess the assumption is that Barry Bonds isn't getting in yet again, right? Yeah, yeah. it's really pretty simple. How do you view the Hall of Fame? Does steroid use automatically bar you out from it? For me, it wouldn't if I was a voter. I mean, to me, it's... Look, Barry Bonds is one of the best baseball players of all time. Had a Hall of Fame career. The numbers reflect that. 
with or without steroid use. To me, it's – I think it's silly to I, – I don't – one thing I just don't like in sports is when we continue to punish people for transgressions in their past when we know that their accomplishments are Hall of Fame worthy. I think about Eddie Sutton and how long it took for him to be recognized. And that's, to me – if you get to a point to where somebody's gone and they're not in the Hall of Fame, I just, you know, the longer you stretch these things out, those types of things can happen. Does anybody genuinely believe Barry Bonds is not a Hall of Fame baseball player? No. So put him in the Hall of Fame. Does anybody genuinely believe Pete Rose is not a Hall of Fame baseball player? No. Put him in the Hall of Fame. You have... You have partnerships with gambling entities now. Caesars is the official sports book of Major League Baseball. And we were never able to prove that Pete Rose bet on baseball. Well, in games that he was involved in, I should say. Um, I, Listen, I'm, I, I just two seconds here as a segment. They need to induct Barry Bonds. Simple. You can't have the all-time home run leader not in the Hall of Fame. You just can't. You can't have the all-time hits leader not in the Hall of Fame. You just can't. It doesn't make any sense. I appreciate the fact that Dave Winfield and Kirby Puckett are in there, but they didn't have one-tenth of a career that Barry Bonds and Pete Rose did when it comes to setting marks that aren't going to be broken. And I'm fine with the whole put the plaque up that says, hey, there is a little bit of an asterisk here. I know there's been – Plenty of dialogue over the years about that. That's fine for me, sure. But you can't, you know, the the Hall of Fame for me, and this is not just baseball, this is the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame, whether, you know, professional or college, whichever, College Football Hall of Fame, whatever Hall of Fame you're looking at, part of the Hall of Fame for me is you're telling the story of the greats in the sport. And don't look me in the eye straight-faced to tell me that you can tell the story of baseball without Pete Rose and Barry Bonds. You can't. Stop it. How about this line from Jeff Passan? Quote, For the past nine years, at least one-third of the baseball writers who adjudicate such matters have found Bonds' use of performance-enhancing drugs to be disqualifying, and the revelation of Tuesday's vote is not expected to render any different judgment. He's not the only one. But Bond's rejection in particular epitomizes how all these decades later, baseball is still bungling the PED issue, valuing a lazy, ahistorical, moral referendum over the uh, preservation of history. A lot of words in there I'm going to have to Google during the break, but I think the point is more than anything else, it's time. It's time. It's time to realize that era for what it is. It was awesome. I went, to, I went to Chicago to follow the Bonds McGuire. It was the last time I went to. A, I got to go to a baseball game with my dad. We went and watched Mark McGuire in the game where he broke the scoreboard or broke one of the advertising boards. It was a great time in baseball. I, I and so I need a bunch of curmudgeon old sports writers to tell me that it wasn't great. I, I just want to mark this down. Uh, Eleven eighteen a.m. on January twenty fifth. That's about as much baseball talk as you're ever going to get from us. Which out of season that is. Not the, OU related. <laughs> the media who doesn't have a media 
checking all of their lifetime actions, being the arbiter and judge of everybody else's lifetime actions. I, I just, as a part of the me, as a part of the media, I always find just a little bit comical and ironic. One text here. Go ahead. Ooh. Would Bonds have been? Would he have been with Roy's as great as he was against those who didn't use? Who wasn't using during that time? If Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame, the ethics should have no place in their vote. He's right. And it's it's kind of funny because then if you want to drill, well, what would Barry Bonds do if if he was hitting against uh, or, or, or wasn't on steroids? I don't know, dude. He won the MVP like six times. What would what would Babe Ruth had done if baseball was fully integrated? What what would he have done if if he's facing the best of the best instead of just what was deemed as allowed at that time? We could have this debate until we're all blue in the face, okay? There's shortcomings with just about every single person in that hall. But we're on a high horse about this. We really truly are, and we have been. And it's listen, it is a great sports radio conversation. I mean, it really is. If I hadn't made fun of it so much, I would love to get into it. We but I spend this last but, hour. But on. I literally clown this conversation nonstop, so I don't feel like I could dive into it head first. No, it's a compelling debate, <laughs> and it, it we, we're just we've done this before. Is is kind of the thing with it. My, uh, one more text. My dad, a former police officer, used to say, "There is no ignorance of the law." So no accountability for players that cheat. Got it. Um, I would just say, with with all respect, and, and I'm not trying to be condescending in any way, shape, or form here, th- this is not in. This know, isn't a legal issue, bro. Yeah, this isn't a situation where he's getting pulled over and frisked and says, I, I, don't, I don't have any drugs. I don't have any PEDs. Ah, man. I, I understand the point you're trying to make. But I also kind of stop and say, Dude, we're talking about somebody who saved baseball. They saved the game. And and here's the thing. That and now we would act like, oh, oh I didn't watch it. Here, steroids. Here's the other part of this. The league condoned this behavior. Major League Baseball what are we doing? condoned this behavior. Now, I'm sorry I brought this up. I'm now all in now. Now we've arrived in this situation to where one of the greats from that era is going to be punished. Yeah. Uh, can, can I add one more thing too? Just and this has always been my thought on baseball in general, and I love baseball. It's every single sport kind of has that edge that they try to gain. Bardol, Vagisil, Tabasco, Pontar. I mean, what what's the? You got everyone's trying to get an edge, scuffing baseballs. Corking bats, putting your pine tar too high up on your bat. I mean, come on. It's to pretend like baseball, baseball in its ultimate form is the purest, greatest game. You can sit a ballpark, three hours, cold beer, enjoy it, keep score if you want, lose your mind. But to pretend like no one's out there trying to get an edge is the most ridiculous thing ever. So are we set for this 15 years from now? Jose Altuve can't get in because of the Astros scandal? Oh, absolutely. You know it. <laughs> Trying to tell me he's not not one of the grades? Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's get to some NFL talk next right here on the Plank Show. I guess I have to remember that I'm old now, Josh. 
And sometimes my movie references have to be mentioned as such. The line, Bardol. I was looking at something the other day. Fagisil. That's from Major League, yo. That was it's a well-known line from that movie. <laughs> yes. Gosh. So I was like, I think you meant to say Vaseline. No. I was it looking. Was, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Crisco, Bardol, Vagisil. Get two inches on your curveball. <laughs> I was looking at something the other day, and it was beginning to refer to 90s mm-hmm. rock as classic rock. And that's when it hit me. It's, it's like, uh-oh. Which I, I, I don't think you can call 90s rock. We, we need to create something. I mean, it's just 90s music, right? I mean, like to me, classic rock will always be... 60s, 70s, and a little bit of the 80s, maybe. Right. Like, classic rock is that genre of the 60s and 70s. I don't know that just based on a time period, then, you know, you you start tossing. Let's find out here. What is considered classic rock? Um, There you go. The classic rock. Where's DC? Where's Don Christie? I need my Bluetooth FM wearers on this one. Music made over three decades from the 60s, 70s, and album-oriented rock in the 80s. Yeah. You're right. That's right. That, that, that's how I would define it, but I was looking at a list, and something something came up as the 90s is classic rock. I said, I don't know about this. Yeah, that's grunge, baby. Um, all right. right, let's. Ken has been – you know what we haven't talked about yet today? What's that? The Sean Payton stuff. Yeah. Which is incredibly interesting. But we'll get to it here in a second. Ken, welcome to the show. What's going on? Good morning, Ken. Hey, appreciate it. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, I'm stationed here in Fort Sill, Lawton, Fort Sill, and I've just stumbled on you guys. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard, man. You guys are the best. And uh, for the Ed Harris pull right there, Plank, that was outstanding. Thank and you. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you real quick. Uh-oh. If you use Bardall and Vagisil, then what do you decide to use if the umpires are watching you a little close? Oh, you got to get a little snot on the ball. Um, and I forgot what he put, said. Tabasco, right? You put a, you put a little jalapeno, jalapeno. inside my nose, <laughs> and, and once it gets running, I, if I need to load up the ball a little bit, I just wipe my nose. You put yeah, snot on solid. the baseball? That's great. <laughs> I remember. I just side note, Ken. I used to watch that movie incessantly when I was a kid, and it made me an Indians fan. So yeah, it's great, great, great major league. Uh, Okay, well, then I'll pull on that. About three years ago, my our, our son was eight at the time, and we were watching OU Texas play baseball. Uh-huh. And about the fifth inning, uh, we were actually down in Austin. It's about the fifth inning, and, and on the turf, I said, if this is the fifth inning, and on turf, metal bats, and we only have two hits. And my son pulls out the Bob Euchre quote of two blanking hits. <laughs> we only got – and my wife uh, – my wife probably got in trouble. Much me right there, Dave. It's just a classic. You got to you got to overlook Love it. that. Love it. Um, hey, on the baseball deal, real quick, and I'll get off of here. The reason I wouldn't, you, you said it a while ago, Plank, about who wasn't juicing back then or who wasn't cheating. That's a legitimate question. We don't know who wasn't, but we do know who was. True. And for those guys that were, I'm not putting them in. I'm just not doing it. But I would put the juicing the roid guys in before I would ever put in Rose and the gambling stuff. Because you could at least make the argument that the guys that were juicing while they were hitting 50, 60, 70 home runs a year and and doing what Clemens was doing on the mound, you can at least make the argument that that those guys, while they were padding their own stats, they were also helping their team win. And 
but again, I'm not putting them in for the for the gambling guys like like Rose. No, man, he's never getting in, and I hope the Roy guys right. never do either. I but think you're right. I anyway, think you're right. It, You'll win. Keep up the show. Have Thanks, a good man. one, man. Ken in Fort Sill. I tell you, I drove by Fort Sill not too long ago. It kind of my dad, his first place he was ever stationed was Fort Sill, so I kind of get a little emotional. It's it's really cool. Um, and I've never been there, so it's kind of like I can imagine, man, when my dad, because my dad was like in his 20s when he was there, so it's kind of cool. Um, I, I love the passion that this generates. I, I always feel like, for me, it's it's kind of falling into a trap because I know it's it's a dog chasing its tail debate, right? Which, again, everything in sports is anymore, right? Because even after a game, it's like, well, it's a great game and all, but it's unfair that so-and-so didn't get a chance. You're like, what? You know, just everyone always has something that they complain about. But the baseball, today is the day, and I just, I don't, I don't think, I think you're going to win in the end, Ken. I really do. I also think it's one of those, we're not changing anybody's minds, and you're not Dude. changing ours type of debates, which is okay. That's I'm not. I, I, I've accepted in my life. In fact, I just put my notes up for some reason like the show is over and we have two more segments. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But I've accepted in my time in doing uh, sports radio, and it took me a long time to realize this, and it caused me a lot of frustration and anger and I'd get so mad. Maybe age has been helpful in this. I'm not going to change your mind, especially in this modern era of social media to where you're going to be able to throw your opinion out there. Now, I'm going to give you some angles as to why I think the way I do, and the, but I'm, I'm probably never going to hit for the most opinionated, diehard person an angle where they go, huh, never thought of it that way. Now, again, I do live with someone that never changes her mind either. So maybe that's part of where this comes from. <laughs> There's no gray area. It's black or white. But I just, I, I'm of the opinion that you've paid a pittance. These men have been uh, embarrassed enough. The, the Hall of Fame is in the Hall of Fame without the all-time hits leader and the all-time home runs leader. Yeah, and I'm of the same mindset, and you're just, you're not going to change my mind on it, no. you know? Right, see, I we just talking. You're just you're just not going to, and and I get that it's a very nuanced issue. I guess for me, I just keep coming back to Major League Baseball condoned this behavior, and in said environment, Barry Bonds is one of the greatest players. He, he was great before, and he was great using. So I just to me, it's obvious that he's one of the best players of all time. But I get it; it's a nuanced issue. It's not simple. It is complex. And probably he is going to be barred out of this thing. I think that's sad. To me, that's sad when you're just going to continue to punish somebody. But, hey, actions have consequences in life. That's that's part of the deal, too. Um, I want one quick tweet on this, and then we'll uh, get to the news. Uh, we're holding over all of our sound till tomorrow. We've got so many texts on this subject. James by the way. would be so proud of us right now talking about baseball, wouldn't he? Um, so would so would every Skip Johnson, Ryan Gaines. So proud of us right now. And my microphone keeps falling apart. I'm sorry. Here's what um, AD writes on Twitter: Baseball is the most hypocritical sport ever. They will juice the ball when home runs aren't being hit to increase interest. Deaden it when pitchers struggled. They mess with the rules when it benefits the game but frowned upon steroid use 
when condoning it at the time. Yeah, chicks dig the long ball. Remember the the, the promotion that they had? We well, can go down the list of adjustment Major League Baseball has done over the years. They pick and choose what is right and what is wrong. And leave these players out to be, you know, the true villains of the deal when really it was the leadership of Major League Baseball. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying the players didn't make choices. They made conscious decisions, but look, you, you could have cracked this thing down a lot sooner. How about this? I'm just uh, – do you want to hit these tweets real quick? Are those uh, texts real quick? You want sure. To break? Yeah, okay, I'll, let's I'll, hit a couple. It's 1135. Let, let's wrap through a couple of them. I've got an update from Bracketology that we need to get to, um, including – gosh, there are in these top four seeds on the latest Bracketology, eight Big 12 teams. Baylor and Kansas still a one. Um Tech is a four right now. Yeah, they ought to be a three after last night. Eight teams in the big dance, I should say. But you've got you got them lawn littered in the uh, field of sixty-five. So we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But where where you want to go, Josh? Enjoy the show. Always a fun topic. That's a nice, pleasant text to get us started here. So proud of the ref endorsing cheating. LOL. Well, I actually like you guys, but respectfully disagree with your stance on this. I like it. David from Shawnee. Really disappointing that there's justification of breaking the rules. Integrity matters. Ty Cobb doesn't belong either. And yes, Bonds was talented enough. Without PEDs, too bad he felt it was necessary to throw the Hall of Fame away for more home runs. I think that there we are – I agree with him. In bl- we're blurring the lines between two things here. The, the Pete Rose conversation is separate from the Bonds, Clemens. Who else would we fight for in that era that's been left out and should – McGuire, right? Um, I'd fight like – I'd probably fight more for McGuire than I ever would for Sosa. But I, ju- I, I feel like those are two different issues. You know, if, if we want to get into um, the gambling aspect of it and where baseball is now, you know, I, I think there is a certain sense of – that's like keeping people in prison for, you know, marijuana crimes, weed crimes that are now legal. I, I just, right. It's like, wait, I'm still in jail for this, and it's legal well, you now. you can't you can't bet on the game though if you're affiliated with the game. That Agreed. hasn't changed though. Uh, no, no, and that has not changed. Right? Players cannot bet. Players cannot bet. Um, and managers Men's cannot, cannot bet. bet. But I just Pete Rose probably hasn't helped himself either with some of the ways that he's approached this. In his post career, see, and, and really, he was sort of who I was referencing with the Eddie Sutton commentary. They're going to do this thing to where Pete Rose dies, and he's not going to be in. And I'm sorry to to me. Yeah, there's the the rules of baseball, but the fact that he's going to be posthumously put in to the Hall of Fame, he's getting in eventually, ladies and Bro, gentlemen. Did you know Pete Rose is 80? I have no idea who's that old. Anyway, I, I, posthumously, uh, uh, yeah, you you got it right the second time. Any others that we want to go? I mean, I'm really getting sorry, into that my, got me. Got my me sports a, radio. Got hack. me a little I'm emotional. Sorry. I got apologize. me a little angry there. <laughs> uh, MLB players, cyclists, and Olympic athletes who use PEDs are considered cheaters, while NFL players go to Canton and have statues built. Nobody in the NFL Hall of Fame used PEDs. Yeah, there's 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 several that I'm sure use and and. Let's be honest about it. There is, there is this side where we 
are looking at some of the things that were illegal then that are legal now. Baseball sucks. We're sporting anywhere. See, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, a little levity. I'm sorry. But today is the day, right? Today is the day, 3 o'clock, whenever that conversation will be zenith. It will reach the peak of it. All right, we got to we got to break. It's eleven thirty nine. We've got the news. We're gonna have a mobile final segment because um, I've got a, I, I've got TV today that I completely forgot about. So we got a busy final twenty minutes. Look at us talking baseball. I I guess that is a a, a challenging way to look at it, right? When someone says, "Do you condone cheating?" No, I don't condone cheating, but to ignore it while it was going on. When you knew it was going on and then act pious and above it afterwards, it's a little a little much to me. And, and to bar someone from the status that let's let's call it what it is. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's a Hall of Fame player. Quick break, play show rolls on next with the news. Do you uh do you want to make an agreement here since we got caught up in a little baseball conversation to Get caught up on our break time and just do the news heading out the door cool. since I'm going to be sure. mobile. Okay. Hour three of the Plank Show is always brought to you by Roof Tech. Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Josh Tucker at Roof Tech is the man to call for all of your roofing needs. Fully insured and regulated by Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. <clears throat> Industries Board. Sorry, Josh. 405-703-4245. All right, so with that, then I have saved I've saved two things for this uh, mini segment that we have that I've been wanting to get to all day long. All day long. And here it is. The Grim Reaper comment by your boy. Why did I just space on Andy Reid's name? Here is what Patrick Mahomes had to say on Andy saying, when things get grim, go be the Grim Reaper. I mean, he shoots us confidence. I mean, everybody on this team, he keeps bringing you confidence uh, week in, week out, day, every single day. And uh, that's what he said to, to me. And, I mean, he talked to everybody. He said, hey, we're going to go do this. We're going to get in full range. We're going to get points. I mean, he truly believes it. And when your coach believes in you that much, it gives you the, the belief to go out there and do it and execute it. And that's what we did today. Things get grim. Be the Grim Reaper. Got to make T-shirts for that, right? Oh, yeah. it's I've already ordered one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They've already made them. Meanwhile, speaking of Andy Reid, he is going to sell you on this, and he's right. Bengals, no fluke. They beat us. It wasn't a fluke. I mean, they beat us. So they're a good football team, and it's important that we have a great week of preparation here. And that's one reason why the urgency level was there even yesterday once the game was over to get get busy. And uh, meanwhile, on the NFC side of things, Matt Stafford going Pretty deep here. In my mind, I live for those kind of moments. You know, I, I would have loved to have been taking a knee up three scores, but uh, it's a whole lot more fun when you got to make a play like that to win the game and, and uh, just steal somebody's soul. You know, that's what it feels like sometimes where they're sitting there going, man, we just had this great comeback, and uh, you get to reach in there and, and take it from them. That's, uh, that's a whole lot of fun. Steal somebody's soul. My man. Now that is what you call a commitment to ripping someone's heart out. We'll have more as we prepare for the AFC and NFC Championship games. You know what I think is going to be a fun week? Next week. I think next week's going to be a fascinating news week. 
because we'll have we'll have the Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl, so we'll be leading up to that. Probably. Probably we'll have Probably, that. right. Um a Chiefs takeover in Los Angeles, right? Um you're gonna have the state of the league. I think that have they have they moved the Super Bowl? It, it's it, no, it's always been scheduled in LA. Right, right, and, right. And we've talked a little bit about maybe they could shift it to Dallas, but probably now that's not going to happen. Yep, not happening. <laughs> because it's weird. I was talking to Jackie about this the other day. If we were maybe in LA County to start our season, we might be in a little bit of, of an issue. But on the outskirts of it, it's not nearly as locked down as it is like in the heart of LA County. But mm, back to back years playing a team on their home field. What that? Well, you're getting, it's going to be a sea of red in that uh, a, that stadium, SoFi Stadium. But so, I, but I also I feel like we're going to get some answers on. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers pretty quick. I don't think they're going to be doing the Super Bowl media row thing. I just don't. What makes you say that? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers turned last offseason. He had every opportunity to quell any concerns, and he turned it into a media sideshow last year. What would make you think this year would be any different? I I just, I think. Tom Brady, maybe. I could see that. I, I could see Brady saying, hey, I'm out. I'm done. Or I'm back. Um. But I could I could see Aaron Rodgers making that same decision too, and then Josh changing his mind two weeks later. Well, Aaron Rodgers said he retired Super Bowl week, but suddenly he hasn't filed his paperwork yet, and there is a chance he may still be coming back. I think next week's going to be awesome. In the meantime, we still got a lot to cover this week, so let's quit getting the uh, cart in front of the horse and let's get a break and wrap this show up with some news next right here on the Ref. You know, I've been, Josh, I'm falling into this trap to where, you know, we, we had this conversation about Bonds in the Hall, and it's a very yeah. fun sports radio conversation. It's one that I've made fun of. But, you know, then then everyone, it's it's almost as if there there can't be a gray area here, right? It's like, oh, well, you think it's okay to cheat. Well, why don't they just give them fish nets in left field? And, why, and you're like, no, no, no. There's nuanced conversations to right. this. Right. It doesn't have to be all one way or all the other. Everyone can accept that this was an issue in Major League Baseball during that time period. Everyone can also accept that Major League Baseball turned a ridiculous blind eye when they knew what was going on. And that's different than, you know, right now saying, well, I guess you're okay. We're just running red lights. You know, (laughs) I always I, I get a kick out of how it's just no one can accept the nuanced nature to a conversation like this. It's got to be all or nothing. No, that's exactly right. If you say they should be in the Hall of Fame, well, then I guess cheating's okay, huh? Well, yeah. you know. And to me, Pete Rose didn't cheat, so. He just he just completely broke the rules. Anyway, full conversation about it. I, we're going we're gonna to carve out some time for tomorrow. But right now, we only got five minutes left in the show, so let's hit some news with Josh. Oh, yes. Let's do just that. Uh, We shared it with you earlier, uh, start of this hour, but in case you missed it, well, good morning, good afternoon. We're in that weird in-between. Oklahoma, the unanimous number one in the ESPN.com USA Softball Collegiate Preseason Top 25. Here's what uh, the rest of the top five looked like. It was OU1, Alabama 2, UCLA 3, Oklahoma State Number four, Florida five. Uh, Texas was 
the only other Big 12 team ranked. They were eighth. And then you got to go all the way to the receiving votes category, and you'll find Baylor. Uh, eight SEC teams ranked in the preseason top 25. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year in the Big 12. I actually think that Texas Tech and Iowa State are a, a little bit better than they're being given credit for in the preseason poll. But yeah, this preseason love for Oklahoma State is something. I um, hey, if they live up to it, that's great for Oklahoma. We'll see how it pans out. Michael. Harrison Pilot has earned an offer from the Oklahoma Sooners. He is a 2023 athlete, so that's somebody to uh, start your start keeping your recruitment eye on. Of course, we saw yesterday four-star quarterback commit Jackson Arnold out of Denton Geyer, Texas. I would greedily like you to go visit SoonersWire.USAToday.com and read some of what I've written on these players so I can point you in that direction. Uh, but obviously there's a ton of information out there. And I thought this was interesting. I wrote on this last night. Dylan Gabriel, among pro football focuses, top ten returning college quarterbacks. He was number, well, you got to go read it to find out, on that list. I I thought it was interesting that uh, Caleb Williams was number two on this list and Spencer Rattler was number three on that list for pro football focus. So big-time Oklahoma tint to the pro football focus top ten returning college quarterbacks hmm. Hmm. so if they're two and three and i assume the returning heisman trophy winner would be number one cj stroud's got to be in that mix somewhere hmm maybe i need to go to soonerswire.com to check it out yeah he was number in eight i'll share that with you <laughs> he was he was number eight but go read what i wrote people please support my work <laughs> i think it's going to be fascinating to watch this thing pan out so we wrap up another episode of the plank show Thanks to KJ Kindler for coming in studio. Thanks for your calls, tweets, texts. It was fun today. Um, but we wrap up another show with no firm answer on Jackson Dart or Caleb Williams' future. We'll see what Parker Thune has found out next. Steely at Thune right after this on the Home of Sooner Fans.